Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbury is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. Yep, it's me, and uh, it's that time. And by that, I mean it's not really that time because it's Wednesday. So what am I doing here on Wednesday? Because as you know, new episodes come out on Tuesdays and Saturdays at perception.fireside.fm. New episodes come out on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at perception.fireside.fm. And then, of course, in the meantime, you can catch me at Christopher H. Bilbrey at Facebook. So there's a lot of days that you can listen and watch my craziness in whatever format, the audio or video perception is reality. But what am I doing here today? I'll tell you. Last week, after I was recording one of the episodes, I believe it was the Tuesday episode, and then I was getting ready to go live, or I had went live on Facebook to do a Facebook bonus Perception is Reality live video episode, and I was contacted by a gentleman. Uh, I guess he's a listener. I won't go as far as to call him a fan, but he is somebody that listens. And he said, hey, I have somebody that I think that you need to talk to. Your platform would be a good platform for him to get out his message. Uh, He's got a really good message. He is a former foster kid, and he's trying to spread the word about a couple causes, and I think that you need to talk with him. And I said, hell yeah, I'll talk to him, because that's what I want to do. And I'm going to tell you right now, before I get into it, You can contact me on Facebook at Christopher H. Bilbrey. You can email me at khbilbrey at gmail.com. That's khbilbrey at gmail.com. Bilbrey is B-I-L-B-R-E-Y, khbilbrey at gmail.com. Or better yet, you can call the show or text the show at 765-546-9796. Okay, so here's the deal. I was contacted, and I said, yeah, I'll talk to this guy. So I called the gentleman up. His name is Matt Pfeiffer, and I spoke with uh, Matt, and I said, hey, you know, what's the deal? And the deal is he is a 21-year-old. He is a former foster care child, and obviously he's an adult now, so he's no longer in the foster care system, but... Uh, His deal is he works with a lot of volunteer groups and different volunteer programs. He's working right now in conjunction with 
the Indiana Department of Child and Family Services because this month, the month of May, is Foster Care Awareness Month. I didn't know that until I talked to him. And when I talked to him, I said, I bet the listeners don't know that either. So let's get that message out. So I said, hell yeah, let's have you on the show and see what we can uh, do to get this message out. So I set up an interview with him, and he's very busy. He's been making the rounds. He's been at Ball State Daily Newspaper. He has been on uh, Wish TV Channel 8. And he did a really great interview with them. And then he's also been down at my friend slash rival podcast down in Henry County. That's the boss hog of Liberty, Jeremiah Morrill and Dakota Davis. Uh, They're not really rivals. I would call us friends. I think that we cover a lot of the same topics, kind of. I mean, they cover local events And they deal, obviously, with politics. They're a little bit more libertarian than I am, but they cover local community events as well. So I would say we're close to the same, but in different uh, spheres. So it's never like you have to pick or choose. I don't think we're rivals, and I look at them as very good friends. I try to get them as many listeners as possible. I hope their listeners come and check out this show. They are the Boss Hog of Liberty, and they are also at Fireside. So check them out if you get a chance. Again, that's the Boss Hog of Liberty, and uh, give them a listen. But back to our show here at Perception is Reality. Uh, So I talked with Matt, and I said, yeah, let's get you on the show. So here's what I did. Uh, I wanted to do a Facebook video with him, which we did, and I wanted to have a chance to interview with him and get his message out. So May is the month of foster care awareness, and I know we're towards the end of May, but just like everything else, it doesn't stop. Foster care situation doesn't stop when June 1st gets here. There still needs to be awareness. Kids still need help. There are still bad things happening. And, you know, we need to do what we can to help the situation. So, a little bit about Matt. He and his two sisters, he's got a twin sister and a sister that was 11 months younger than he he is. Uh, They were in a pretty bad situation. They were originally born in Las Vegas, Nevada, to their biological parents who had issues with drugs And they went into the foster care system and were actually adopted. And it turns out, like in a lot of cases, their adopted parents weren't the best. So they were homeschooled, and it turns out that they were abused uh, mentally and physically and sexually, unfortunately. And the younger sister actually got out of the house and alerted somebody and they were taken out and they were put in foster care, which everyone thinks, okay, great, that's good. But sometimes that's not necessarily good. Matt was actually in eight different homes during his time in the foster care program. And uh, sadly, his younger sister actually uh, took her own life, committed suicide due to the stressors and everything that comes with being 
a person in her shoes. And, uh, you know, that's always a tragic, tragic situation. Uh, you know, I, I would never want anybody to take their own life. I have been touched by suicide. My uncle uh, sadly took his own life in 2015, and it causes a bunch of, uh, you know, crazy emotions, and it leaves a hole, and it causes, uh, you know, uh, just a lot of turmoil. So I understand how suicide is devastating, uh, and I understand the depression that goes into that and what happens, but if you're ever in need of talking to somebody, please get a hold of someone. If nothing else, you can talk to me by calling 765 546-9796. I'll get you the help that I can. I am nobody, but I will do what I can and, uh, you know, try to take your mind off the horribleness and, and put it on uh, making fun of me or whatever. But, uh, you know, this story is what it is. You know, this is not a pleasant topic to talk about, uh, but it shows the reality that, hey, you know, sometimes... Uh, Shit sucks, and that's just all you can say. But it appears as though Matt is doing well with his life. He's taking it one day at a time, and he says that, and that's, you know, all that he can do. Uh, but he's volunteering with foster care initiatives. He is working on the campaigns of local political candidates. He is wanting to uh, work with state senators and state representatives to help get uh, bills and legislation in front of the representatives and the senators and to try and get information and laws passed to help make the lives of the children in foster care better. Uh, but besides that, during the month of May, he's trying to call awareness to the trouble that foster care kids have. One of his things that's very important is, you know, foster kids aren't bad. They're not to be looked down upon. They need love, and they're just like you and I. And so there's a couple things going on. Matt has a couple initiatives they've been running, and he's trying to call attention to it. One is In Their Shoes, hashtag In Their Shoes campaign, and it's kind of like a challenge, like the ice bucket challenge, and he's going to talk to us about that. And then there's a uh, trash talk, a hashtag trash talk, which is a, a campaign that they're actually doing on Thursday, May 23rd. And so we uh, are going to talk with Matt here and find out a little bit about the programs and a little bit about him and a little bit about the foster care program and uh, just kind of uh, touch a little bit of light on this and uh, give uh, him the floor to help spread this message. I would definitely ask any and each and every one of you to share this audio podcast. It's perception.fireside.fm, and this specific link is perception.fireside.fm backslash zero zero seven so sit tight and right after this break we're going to talk with matt pfeiffer about the initiatives that he's working on and the foster care system and listen to what he has to say and give him the floor you're listening to perception is reality i'm christopher h bilbrey 
Now we go on the record with a one-on-one interview designed to engage, entertain, or enrage you. Perception is reality. On the record. I'm here talking with Mr. Matt Pfeiffer today. He is a 21-year-old gentleman that I'm talking with who is a former foster care child who's no longer a child. But uh, he is working in conjunction with Indiana Department of Child and Family Services. And you're working with them doing uh, what? Tell us about what you're doing. Um, So we're doing a challenge that uh, a group of young people put together and uh, helped create. Um, So the challenge is basically there's two parts to it. The first part of it is uh, is going to a used clothing store and spending $10 on clothes and seeing how much of an outfit you'll be able to buy. Like, will it buy you a shirt, shoes, pants, um, socks, undergarments? Um, and the, the gift, gift of the challenge is to uh, see if, if you'll be able to use that $10 to, uh, to buy a whole outfit. Um, so for me, I uh, went to Goodwill and all I could afford was uh, pants and shirt. So um, it's just trying to raise awareness and putting yourself in our shoes for one day. You know, a lot of us go through the system for several years. Um, and in our case, um, we're, all we're asking you is just do it for one day. Just go into Goodwill, spend $10 on clothes, see how much of an outfit it'll buy, um, and take a picture of it or a video of it and saying that you accepted the challenge um, for the month of May's Foster Child Awareness Month. And you would like to challenge somebody else in the community and let us know what kind of things you had to do without um, when you were thinking about buying this outfit um, and the hard and tough choices that you had to make. And in conjunction to that, we are uh, sponsoring an event um, April tomorrow, actually. It starts at uh, 1030 a.m. at the State House downtown in Indianapolis. Um, it's called Trash Talk Event, and uh, we helped put on that and uh, create that challenge as well, where you're spending, um, you're coming down there, you're uh, spending $6 and giving that money to an organization called BarredHeartsFoundation.org. And that organization has agreed to buy duffel bags for foster kids. Um, so for $6, uh, it'll buy one kid a duffel bag. And as a foster, former foster youth, I moved around eight homes in two years. So DCS would show up with trash bags. And then it makes you feel worthless if you're putting all your, your articles of clothing and everything you own in trash bags. Things get lost because the bags get holes in them and that sort of thing. So it's just giving something meaningful when they first get into foster care that they can take with them throughout their journey through uh, foster care and something that they'll be able to, to have while they're in care. Um, so I'm excited about that event. Um, it takes place tomorrow at 1030. We're going to be holding trash bags and uh, um, carrying like little pamphlets talking about a deep foster care myths and just debunking some of them and the, the tough challenge that the foster kids have to face. Good, good. Okay. So, um, you said a lot there, Yes. so let's, <laughs> let's try to see. And I know that you've been kind of on the circuit. I know you've been on channel eight I yes, believe, yes, and, yep. and you talked to, uh, Jeremiah, uh, Morrill and Dakota Davis down at the boss hog of Liberty in, in Newcastle. So it seems like you've been trying to make your rounds. And so you kind of, you know, your spiel there, you kind of say, so let's kind of unpack that a little bit. So first and foremost, the, the event that, um, that kind of got us talking that we're talking about here, the first is, uh, it's what's the hashtag? It's hashtag in their shoes. In their shoes, and that's where you're. What you're trying to do is you're trying to get as many people possible in the community to go into like a Goodwill or a, like a secondhand store, something like that, which is what you would normally see possibly someone in the foster care system doing, and using ten dollars to try to purchase 
how as much as they can with that ten dollars or okay as much of a complete outfit as I can. So if somebody accepts the challenge, so if if when I complete the challenge and and I I challenge someone else and they complete that challenge, you know, not just taking the picture of it and posting it's great, but what are they supposed to do with that item the items they buy? Well I've always they can always reach out to me or they can uh, reach out to a foster closet in the area. I know Delaware County has a foster closet um, out near Yorktown area. Henry County has their own foster closet. Grant County has their own foster closet. So uh, reaching out via Facebook to uh, to foster closets in the area and taking your clothes to um, they don't sell the clothes to foster kids and foster parents the foster parents and kids can come directly to that and get all the clothes for your charge okay um so they're not charging foster parents so it's all uh given back um as it was given to them could they contact uh say someone from the local city county dcs yes yes dcs is, is a lot of them are familiar with the different foster closets in the area so that would definitely be a point of contact as well okay and and i'll tell anyone that that um uh you know and i don't know if you want to give out an email or if you've got something like that, but I will say for anyone listening to this that does take part in this or, or wants more information, if you contact me through my email at khbillbreetgmail.com or you can call or text me like you do on any of the other shows, I, I've always gave out my number. You can call me or text me at 765-546-9796. If anybody wants more information or wants to get in touch with um, – uh, Matt or or anyone in the organization, if you contact me, I can kind of yes, be the yep, go-between yep. to contact you. So then um, that's that's the event uh, that we're kind of that brought us together. But now let's talk about the uh, the second thing that you've got going on tomorrow. And so uh, you've got um, an event going on at the State House down in Indianapolis tomorrow, uh, which is Thursday, April twenty third, uh, May twenty third. May 23rd. Okay, so uh, Thursday, May 23rd, and it starts at what time? 10.30. It starts at 10.30, and it's called Trash Talk. Yes. And um, so you're just, it's you're going to be down there uh, kind of bringing awareness and giving uh, information to folks about being a foster youth. Yes, and they have a, uh, like a flea market, so we were trying to, that's going on uh, on Thursdays, or a farmer's market, something like that downtown, so that was our, our idea, was the target as many of the population as we could. Um, we're always looking for volunteers, so there is a, uh, a place to sign up if, um, the, probably the best way to sign up is Google Wish TV Channel 8 Indiana Foster Former Foster Child Challenge, and it'll come up with our interview, and then there's a uh, RSVP link there. Um, or they can just show up, and we'd, we'd be excited to have them. Um, and the parking is free, so you could either park on the Washington Street parking garage, uh, which is located on the corner of Washington Street and West Street, or you can park at the Senate Avenue parking garage that's located between New York Street and Ohio Street. And then the table will be set up at, set up at uh, Robert D. Orr Plaza. And then if you bring your parking ticket to them, then they'll validate that for they'll you. They'll validate that. Yes. Okay, very good. Um, okay, well, and in talking with you, uh, you know, getting ready for this, we talked a little bit about, you know, your your situation. You're, you're 21 now. So yes, you, yep, I'll you've be 22 been, next month. Okay, so you, you've been out of the foster care for... Uh, uh, several years now, yes. yep. um, but um, you know, we, I, I, you kind of said that you were open to talking about that time, and maybe, um, 
you know, giving a little bit of uh, insight to to those that maybe not know uh, that much about that, or you know, people maybe wanting more information. So, um, how old were you when you um, went? In, what? How old were you when you first went into foster care? So I was originally born in uh, Vegas, Las Vegas, in uh, wow. 1997. Okay. And my uh, birth parents did a lot of drugs, um, so I was put into foster care actually the first time when I was. Uh, like a few months old and then I was in foster care until I was three years old where I was adopted um, and then my adopted parents moved to Indiana and then uh, I was put back into foster care at a 16 um, and uh, I went back into foster care when uh, roughly three months after I turned 16. Okay and and you, ha- you have, have some siblings correct? Yes yes I have a, a twin sister and then I uh, did have a 11 month younger sister who sadly passed away in uh, June of 2013 uh, to June of 2016. Okay and um, you know I obviously I'm not you know I'm not trying to, to pry or, or get too heavy into this but um, I mean I think it's good for people to realize just kind of um, you know that this is a reality and that there are, um, situations like this and that there are, are people in need and that there are specifically children in need. Um, and you, you bounced around, um, in quite a few homes, you said, what, why was that? Why, why do you feel like that is? So a lot of homes I feel like are in it for the money, unfortunately. Um, you know, the, the state dishes out so much money to foster parents, um, to provide for the kids. And a lot of people just do it for the money. Um, there was several situations where the foster parents had their licenses taken away because of allegations of like inappropriately touching the kids in the homes. Um, so I, I can think of two actually in Delaware County where that happened after I was taken out uh, within the last few years. So uh, it's unfortunate and it happens. Um, but and then on the other hand, you do have a he said, she said thing. So um, still they got their license taken away. And then a lot of people do drugs. Um, so they have their license taken away for doing the drugs they get that money from the state and they uh, they start doing that so it's unfortunate and sad um but it is a reality how how, how being in, i mean so being in your position now and and being connected with this i mean it seems like this is something that you have a passion for i mean is this as, as you get, get what's your future hold um to be honest you know every day is a, is a big adventure i had a lot of, of struggles um i have no problem talking about what abuse went on, but, um, or why it went on, I guess it would be important for me to share why it went on for so long from ages three to 16. Um, and part of that was because I was, um, quote unquote homeschooled. Um, so for those 13 years, I was molested and, uh, be physically and emotionally abused for those 13 years of my life. And because it happened for so long, um, I'm not as academically, um, successful. Um, only 3% of foster kids graduate college. Um, I had no educational experience from ages three to 16. So no first through, um, eighth grade. As soon as I got into foster care at 16, I did complete ninth grade. Um, but then after that, I bounced around so much that I was sort of forgotten. So I, uh, I only completed ninth grade. I have no 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade experience. Um, so to, to be honest, I always wonder where my uh, future will hold. And, uh, it's on a day-by-day basis, unfortunately, what I feel like. Well, you're... But I, I want to advocate. So so at the top of my list is definitely where my future holds is advocating for the kids in Indiana. And uh, like my sister who um, committed suicide um, and advocating for the voice that, that she didn't have and she doesn't have now. Um, so it's important that uh, that's that's my primary focus and goal is to make a difference. I set a, I set a goal for myself at 16 years old, and that goal was make a difference. And so I strive to do that every day. 
Uh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you're, you're very well spoken. You, you seem very, uh, passionate about this and, and there's always, you know, um, ways that you could, you know, get involved in with local politics. I mean, you know, the focus of my show primarily is, is local government and, and, uh, you know, city, state and, and city, county and state government. And, um, you know, you could definitely get in with working with, um, you know, representatives and, and whatnot at the, at the state house. I've done that. I've actually, um, I met with, uh, I worked on Kevin Mahan's campaign, um, okay. when he was running. And then, uh, here in the last few years, I worked on the Trump campaign. I worked on, uh, um, Nate Lamar, who's out of Henry County Council, uh, Councilman, who's former Councilman. I was on his campaign last year. Um, this year I was on Tom Bracken's campaign, so I'm, I'm very politically involved. Yeah. Um, I've met with State Senator Gene Lysing, State Senator Mike Gaskell, um, Kevin Mahan, so um, I'm trying to set up a few meetings with uh, Sue Arrington and other on the Democratic side, um, just trying to get some of the, the bills and ideas that I have passed. Sure, that's, that's fantastic. Well, um, what uh, uh, what's what do you think the misconception that folks that aren't from from that world that that don't you know that don't they don't what what's a misconception that you feel that people have or so I feel like everybody thinks that we're all bad um, and it, here lately it's opened my eyes up as to the people that I talk to and, and explain my situation everybody lives in their own tight little bubble so to speak or they have a walls put up that they uh, they don't see what's happening around them and they don't understand some of the the real challenges that especially foster kids the people the kids that nobody has uh, parents or the kids that don't have parents um, they, they don't understand the the struggles that they face they uh, they're all so busy with the, the regular everyday life of uh, nine to seven jobs, that sort of thing that they, that they don't take a mind to uh, that we're kids too. We, we want love. We want uh, somebody to be proud of us. Um, and that's something that I've really struggled with lately is um, all this work I do, you know, finding those people to be proud of us. So that's why more community involvement is important. Um, and uh, it brings out what the other kids in the community are doing. You know, uh, I believe the numbers are 60% of uh, foster kids end up in the criminal justice system by age 24. And uh, that, that is a high number of foster kids. And what can we do differently? And that's just community um, accepting these kids in um, and not stereotyping them out as, as being bad kids. You know, take chances. Um, granted, some of them, they'll they'll use you only because of their abuse. Sometimes, um, like for me, I didn't have a lot of food growing up. So um, some kids, they'll, they'll take that food or from your cabinets or... Um, maybe still from a store, but that's because they didn't have it as a, as a child. And that, that's what they're used to is, uh, they don't know any other way. So it's just accepting them, taking them in, um, teaching them the right way. Um, and unfortunately not a lot, not a lot of people are, are up for that challenge. Do, um, do you, you, I, th I think that from our conversation the other day that you've had, um, a, a fair amount of counseling. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. And, and, uh, obviously that plays a, an important role. Yes, uh, it does. In in bettering yourself and preparing yourself for uh, the future, giving you you know coping mechanisms and and uh, and uh, you know helping you. Are you still in counseling today? I actually had one appointment this morning, so I uh, okay. So when I got into foster care, they they sort of require you to be uh, go to counseling, and then I got moved from Grant County to Henry County, and then. Um, I sort of got lost in my, my mental health counseling um, session. So I didn't get back into counseling until um, like within the last year and a half. Um, I 
somebody reached out to me out of the blue from Grant County and was just checking up on me. I was like, you know what? Um, I think it's time. I need, I need some help. I never, um, dealt with my, uh, the sexual abuse that went on in the house. I never talked to any counselors about it. Um, and, uh, I never talked about my sister's committing suicide and, and, uh, never went through those emotions. So, uh, yes, I am in it. And, um, it is helpful just to have that one person that, that is there for you, uh, when you need them. Absolutely. Very good. Um, so do you think that, um, you know, I, I hear people a lot of times advocate for, you know, more and more people becoming foster parents. And I, I don't necessarily think that's, uh, the right approach. Uh, I don't necessarily know that you need tons more. I just think you need specifically of just everybody, because you need the right people to be, to be at first. I mean, you know, I, I know a lot of people that, not only should they not be foster kids and parents, they shouldn't be their own parent, you know? So, uh, you know, I, I think that it needs to be really careful there, but, um, you know, do you, one, do you see at some point, would you ever be a foster parent? Um, to answer that question, um, it would have to be figure out where life took me. You know, sure. I, I wouldn't want to be in it for the money. So I would need to make sure that I'm financial in a place where I could take care of the child and not rely solely on the money, just so that money can be used for that child, um, instead of used on other things. Do you want to have your own children? Yes, I do. Okay, yep. good, good. I, you know, I, I always wondered, uh, I, I've talked to other, um, people who've, who've been in foster care uh, at different points. And, and the, the, the two specifically that I've talked with have said, I absolutely do not want children. I would never bring children into the world. Uh, and so I, I think that's interesting. <laughs> if we could uh, touch back on, uh, you, sure. you do talking about, um, bringing more foster parents to the table. Mm -hmm. So, um, they are pushing for that. And, uh, you know, it's, I'm really nervous and scared about what the, that's going to look like for the kids. Um, another thing is that instead of getting more foster parents, a lot of organizations are now switching focus primarily from foster parents to adoptive parents and getting more adoptive parents in the picture. And I, I think that's, that's dangerous. Um, cause there's a lot of people that advocate for make it easier to adopt kids. And, you know, I get that there, there is a lot of kids that need to be adopted, but, um, in my situation, I was adopted by people that abused me. Um, so, um, if we do have switch our focus on adopting more kids or having more foster parents, I think there needs to be more, um, accountability, um, because a lot of people do get money from the state, especially if you adopt kids, um, that money can be from $350 a month to 1600 a month from the Jeez. state. And yeah. that money is given from the state and the government. That's the government and state money. And it's just handed to the parent in hopes that they do whatever they, that's best for the, the child. And, in my case, that, that wasn't um, in the best interest, and that wasn't money wasn't used to to help me. So um, that's why I'm working on policies to to have more accountability. At least have DCS check on the kids that are adopted at ages five, ten, and fifteen. Just adding more accountability on how that money is being spent. Maybe add a little bit more regulations on how that money is being spent in the foster home, um, like a certain allowance for clothes. Um, maybe only allow a certain amount for electricity, that sort of thing, and just um, have more accountability on make sure that money is being spent properly because we want great foster parents and. There is a lot of great foster parents out there, um, but we need to be careful on uh, every organization that hires foster parents. There's like Foster, foster Select, SAFI, um, Benchmark. Those are all foster parent um, hiring places, and they all have different rules and regulations on how um, their foster parents need to act and behave. So um, I feel like they all need to work in conjunction and make sure that not just one organization is focusing on good foster parents. All of the organizations are focusing on good foster parents. Yeah, good. Um, did, did you eventually find foster parents or, or, 
or adoptive parents that were the ones? I mean, who is there? Is there somebody that you look up to parentally wise now, or did you just get to the age where you were able to take care of yourself and you're like, all right, screw it, I'm out. I mean, yes. do you call somebody mom and dad, or how 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 does that work? No, and and unfortunately that that is the case for a lot of foster kids. You know, they uh, they turn 18 and then foster parents don't want to take care of them anymore because they're not getting money from the, the state anymore. So they're like, sorry, wow. you're on your own, you're kicked to the curb. So. Um, unfortunately that is a thing and no, I, I don't have anybody to call mom and dad. Um, I just try to surround myself with people that support me. I do a lot of advocating work, so, um, that's how I, I get along. So, okay, sure. Um, that, that's, that's interesting, but you know, and I, I guess I didn't think about that because, you know, for the ones, for the kids that don't get adopted, for the ones that are in foster care, like you said, when they turn, you know, when they're 17 and a half and, the parents, the foster parents are counting down, thinking, God, the, the money drain's running out, you know, and then they're 18 and they just uh, are, you know, all right, sorry about you. That's uh, that's pretty heavy. Yes, and, it is. And uh, you, you wind up in a situation where, um, you know, you're, you go from being, you know, in, in your mind, an unwanted child to now being an unwanted adult. And still, in a lot of cases, having the mentality of a child, you know what I mean? I, I would very much say... Oh, no, I had to grow up fast, and I've, I've always struggled with that. Is uh, I had to mature really fast. Um, got Bought my own house at 19, worst mistake ever. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I had to grow up fast and, and uh, try to not end up on the, that street corner. So um, I'm still working on trying to get data on how many kids are actually end up homeless. Um, but it's hard to track kids once they turn 18 and they're... Yeah out of the system so how uh how what's happened in your life that's why why are you where you're at why are you not uh a drug addict uh in jail or what i mean what why why do you what what is it in your life that you feel like you've you know because i i don't know from where you're sitting but for from where i'm sitting i would call you a success because you know you may have had a bumpy past and i don't know anything about your history but uh, I mean, you seem to be doing well today, and you seem to be at least you're on the right track at this moment in time, um, as opposed to you know somewhere downtown trying to score dope or yeah. or whatever. What yeah. what 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 do you contribute to that success? Yeah, you know, I I uh, I always didn't want to be like my parents when I got older. So so I think that's the biggest drive. Um, you know, my my adoptive parents they told me all the time of the things that I couldn't do and I couldn't accomplish and. Um, to be honest, all my medical records, it says that I have mild mental retardation and that's so that they could get more money from the state. So, oh my God. Um, so that, that's another thing. So I, I've always tried to, to, uh, hold myself to a higher standard, set a goal in life is to make a difference and have a philosophy of don't do anything that won't benefit you in the long run. Yeah. Um, besides one or two beers, like once a month. So <laughs> I mean, you, you gotta have fun too sometimes. Yeah, so, right. so I have done that. Um, but you know, I, I've always tried to, uh, be better than my, my, uh, uh, my parents. So I think that's why I succeeded. Um, you know, I, I can wallow in my sorrow, but that won't get me anywhere besides jail or, um, unfortunately, you know, that's what, that's why a lot of kids turn to jail because they do provide that food, clothing, uh, food, clothing shelter. So, um, so unfortunately that's why there is high numbers of foster kids because they don't have that, uh, support and that sort of thing. What, um, what about your, um, you know, unfortunately you said that you, you did have a sister that, um, committed suicide. I, I, my, in my life, I have two have been touched with suicide. I had an uncle that, uh, had killed himself. And so I definitely understand the, 
impact that that creates and the hole that that leaves and the questions. Um, and that was directly, and, and I think that I've got this from your other, and some of your other interviews that was directly linked to the situation. Yes, you know, her, it was. Her yeah, life she situation. Was, she was the, the one that, that ran away and told the police what was going on. She was 11 months younger. Um, so she had a lot of guilt. And then our uh, adoptive mother sent her an email like two weeks before she committed suicide. Um, telling her that she was the reason that she had all these mental health problems mm. and why she was on medicine and why she got uh, basically homeless living in a trailer. Um, so she blamed her a lot, and I had no idea the letter even existed until after it had already happened and I got on her phone and I, uh, I found the, the email. So um, I think that's what might have been what pushed it over the edge, um, but you never know what happens. Sure. Um, your, your other, your other sister, are you, you, your twin? twin? Yep. Okay. Yep, I have a so twin sister. Do you stay in contact with yes. her? Thankfully she was lucky. She had, um, she got into, uh, she's been in the same foster home. She, that's only her second placement and, uh, she's still there. Um, in some aspects, I'm glad that they are, they're in her life. Um, they weren't the ones that were like, Oh, we're getting money. We're going to kick you to the curb or we're not getting money. We're going to kick you to the curb. They accepted her in. Um, they've been taking care of her. Um, she's working at dollar general. Um, so she enjoys it. Um, but you know, she hasn't, I feel like she hasn't matured. And, um, you know, when a traumatic event happens to you, sometimes you, your mind still stunts you, stunts you. And, uh, and in some aspects I see that and I understand it more, um, now just looking at her and uh, where she's at. Um, okay. And, and you, I mean, you guys are still in, yes, in we talk, we talk, we, uh, we hang out sometimes. So n- not a lot. Uh, I'm busy with my life. She's so super busy as well. So, uh, but we do hang out a couple times a month. So do you have any connection with her foster, her parents? I mean, cause she's, she's 21 too. So she's technically, I mean, she's an adult. Yes. She is an adult, not mm-hmm. technically she is an adult, but she's still there in the house. Do you have any connection with her? Um, you no, know, I talked, I talked to them, um, but they're not somebody that I would call mom and dad. So. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, well, very good. Um, so, you know, just, uh, I mean, in wrapping up, is there anything that you feel that people don't know that they should know? Is there something that we haven't talked about that you would like to get out? I mean, is there, you know, what, what, what's your, your message? You know, I, I would just say, you know, you never know what somebody's going through and just, you know, everyone should just try to always, you know, everybody's going through their own, own thing. And so everyone should always try to be as pleasant as they can to everyone outward that would just make everything better but you know just you know don't don't judge the book by its cover you know all those kind of cliche things but it's just very true you know until you until you have been in our shoes yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. you know back to the challenge yeah is so is there anything else that you feel that you know that you would like to get out or you know people should know um, you know, I feel like the, um, what I like to see is more community engagement, especially with this challenge. You know, this is a, a time where you can, uh, become engaged, uh, with the community and uh, raise awareness for foster kids. Um, and I think it's important that the community knows we're out there. You know, we, uh, I've been on the Indian Youth Advisory Board in, in Muncie for the past five years. I'm the leader of the Northeast, Northeast region, uh, of this board. And, uh, we bring in all the kids from the region and we, uh, have food and then we talk about policies and things that are going wrong in the system. Um, but you know, the, the community doesn't know we're, we're there. Um, that's the only way that they, they know is if I go and speak at events, which I have before. Um, and that's how they, they figure out we're there. But, uh, the community, I feel like they don't have a full picture. They don't understand what's going on and the, the struggle. So I encourage everybody to, to open their eyes, look around them. 
Um, if your kids are going to school, if they know foster kids, you know, invite them over for dinner or sometime and, and try to build their social capital as a foster kid. It's always, it's always good to, um, as they say, it's not what you know, it's who you know, so to speak sometimes. So, uh, the, that social capital and that, uh, those social connections that they will benefit from, from the long run, um, people to look up to somebody that they can call and talk to when they, they're feeling down. I think that's important that uh, all foster kids start getting that, uh, that support and that sort of thing. So, you know, don't, don't judge us by our cover. We're not all bad. We all, um, we all want to be loved and just like your own kids and uh, your own family. So I think that's important for people to know. Absolutely. I've been talking with, uh, Mr. Matt Pfeiffer, uh, and, uh, we've been talking about, uh, foster children, the foster care system. He is, uh, working in conjunction with the Department of Child and Family Services from Indiana on the, um, in their shoes yes. challenge hashtag, uh, in their shoes. hashtag in their shoes where you're trying to uh, go into a goodwill store and buy as much as you can for ten dollars um if you want to be a part of that uh, go into a goodwill store um buy as much as you can clothing wise for a child um or a teenager uh for ten dollars take the picture and post it to social media with that hashtag and then uh thursday may 23rd, 2019, uh, at the state uh, capitol down in Indy, hashtag trash talk event, uh, where you'll be uh, giving information. So I want to thank you uh, for uh, joining us today, and um, you're always welcome. If you have any information or, or other events, you're free to get a hold of me, and, uh, and I'll help pass along the information. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you very much. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is Okay, that was our interview with uh, Mr. Matt Pfeiffer. I want to thank him for speaking with us today and being open and honest. I know that what we talked about was not very easy. It's not a fun or pleasant conversation. And so I know that it's sometimes hard, but I think it takes a lot of courage to do what he's doing. And uh, I have to give him a major shout-out for what he's trying to do to make the lives better of children who are now in the situation that he once was. So thank you, Mr. Matt Pfeiffer, for speaking with us today, for coming out and talking with us. I want to challenge each and every one of you to do two things And this is both very, very important. Let's get Matt's message out. So, if you listen to this, I ask that you share the link perception.fireside.fm backslash 007. That's perception.fireside.fm backslash 007. Share it with Five people that you know. But besides that, go into the Goodwill store and do the $10 in your shoes challenge, trying to buy what you can for 10 bucks, and then take the picture and put that hashtag in your shoes and tag me, tag Matt Pfeiffer, and we'll get that information out there. Or donate to the cause and you can donate that to borrowedhearts.org and make your donation there. I ask that you help Matt out, spread this word, spread this message, 
and help a child in need. Thank you very much for listening. Stay tuned Saturday as we'll have episode number eight coming your way. Thank you very much for listening. As always, this has been Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilberry. See you next time. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com. Or get off your butt and call the show at 765 546 9796. Till next time, remember perception, perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.